everyone and welcome to Better Done Than Perfect, a podcast for SaaS founders and product people. Today, our amazing guest is Chris Davis, a celebrity marketing automation consultant and advisor, uh, one of the most popular folks in the industry. And we're going to talk about education in the marketing automation space. This show is brought to you by Userlist, the best tool for sending onboarding emails and segmenting your SaaS users. To follow the best practices, download our free printable email planning worksheets at userlist.com worksheets. Hi, Chris. Jane, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to record this with you. We got to chat briefly before this episode and it just... You already primed the pump, so I'm ready to jump in and, and just provide value. Tell our listeners what you do and where where you come from and what kinds of things you're focusing on these days, because you're yes. shifting from consultancies, being a consultant to full-time training and certification. Yes, absolutely. So I've got humble beginnings as a young lad trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. My parents, since I was good at math, they said, hey, go to college and be an engineer. That's what math, people good with numbers do. So, you know, being the young adolescent, not knowing what to do with life, I followed their guidance and that landed me as an electrical engineer at Lockheed Martin. And I did that for seven years. I designed our weapons defense technology. They were called autopilots, believe it or not. Even then I was involved in automation and didn't even realize it. I wouldn't realize that later. And I spent seven years there. The first two years, I absolutely loved it. The last five years, I hated it because the politics came into play and it. I thought it was going to be all about what you know and how well you perform. And it became all about who you knew, you know, and it just felt everybody knows how how corporate politics go. And then the market shifted. And my, my wife, she's an engineer as well. She got laid off. So that shocked the system. And it was like, wait a minute, engineers can lose jobs? Since when? <laughs> like this was supposed to be one of the most stable industries ever. And she gets laid off and later, and, and two years later, they got rid of me. So all roads pointed to the internet. I put on my my hat. I had been following bloggers and internet marketers. And I said, you know what? forget the corporate world. I'm going to go make money online. That's it. And two years in, I exhausted pretty much all of our funds, just ignorantly thinking that some, any day, my break could come any moment. Now the millions will just come through this website. It never did. <laughs> it was a humbling experience. And what it taught me, Jane, what's more appropriate for today is that as good as you are with technology, you still have to have a strategy for it. Okay, you can't just know technology and, and what to do with it. You have to be strategic. And I realized I had no marketing strategy, none. I have an MBA, mind you, and I did not have an applicable strategy for my business when it came to marketing and sales. So that led me to go search. I think at times, Jane, a lot of people, life delivers these hard lessons and we have an opportunity to open up the textbook of our life and write the lesson down and learn from it. Or we just kind of push the book away and ignore it. So I decided to open up the book, <laughs> say, what is life <laughs> teaching me in this lesson? I'm writing it down and I humbled myself and I went back and searched for an opportunity. And that's what landed me at Lead Pages. Lead Pages is a landing page startup. And at the time, one of the only startups of their variety. And I was able to do what I was trying to figure out 
on my own with was put put these back end systems to help businesses grow using the websites and email and how do you just create that operational system well at lead pages the ceo clay collins he had all of the marketing strategy so i didn't need to worry about the marketing strategy jane i could just come in and be the builder and in doing so i learned how to build strategically so after that success and helped them raise 37 million, I now had a strategy and a framework in terms of marketing automation, how to deploy automated operational systems in a business for massive scale. I needed to test it out on as many small businesses as possible. So that led me to Active Campaign, being the director of education there for about three years, where I built out the entire education department and culture, did internal training, external training, created guides, courses, any webinars, podcasts, <laughs> I mean, the whole variety. I built it from scratch and massive success again, you know, almost 200 million plus raised in funding from those efforts. And now as I stand as the founder of Automation Bridge, I'm, I'm like a collection of everything that I've learned in one. And as as with anybody, most people will, you know, when they make their transition into entrepreneurship, service space, you start out with clients and we're now migrating and transitioning pretty much to all training and certification. For the very reason I just explained, startups need a mind like mine in their business to help them scale. So now our job at, at Automation Bridge is to equip the marketplace with as many of those digital marketers that we call automation service providers when we're done with them to go and help lead that charge today. So. The mysterious part of that is when you head over to your site, there is no mention of the training, of the certification. <laughs> How come is it so in the shadows? Is it because it's a secret program or is it because your bar to entry is so high? And no, it's not that. It's it's. I would love to to sit here and tell you like, hey, we like being exclusive. We're just the best secret kept. No, we're not trying to be any of that. It's really just the nature of marketing. Uh, for my company specifically, I've always been an entrepreneur, even when I've been an employee. So when you're an employee, you just have to be mindful of what is readily and easily available <laughs> on your website. And I just got really good at creating a system that doesn't necessarily just say, hey, here's my program, but still attracts people and allows me to close them consistently. In fact, that same system that you're experiencing on my website right now helped me match my salary, which was a six-figure salary, by the way, helped me match my salary before leaving or uh, being let go of active campaign, which made that transition a, a lot easier. Now, let me say, that was good for that time and that season. We are now currently working on all the landing pages, all the registration pages for it to be more visible, more self-serving. There's even going to be a path where you don't, you're not required to talk to somebody on my team to, to actually enroll. So it's the next phase. The ultimate role that you're training people to be is called automation service provider. And I'm so thrilled that you're putting a name tag on this role because yes. nobody's sure whether that should be a marketer or technical person and should mm -hmm. be both. Absolutely. And there is an absolute lack of people in this stage. So how did you come up with this definition? Tell us more what kind of person that is that runs automation. Yeah. Yeah. It was birthed from a long time. I would use the terms digital marketing and marketing automation synonymously. And then even, even automation 
you would say the term automation and did you mean sales automation? Did you mean marketing automation? Did you mean back end operational automation, finance automation? Like there's so many terms out here and none of them meant anything. When I say it to you, it could mean 10 different things. And I don't know which one of those 10 it means to you. So I said, you know what? I looked at HubSpot and how they did inbound marketing. You may not know HubSpot, but you know what inbound marketing is and you know what it can do for your business. And I said, you know what? That's what the industry needs. It can't be tied to a specific platform because people have needs beyond a specific platform. So after a lot of just thinking through it, I said, what do I provide? I provide a service. What is that service? Automation. <laughs> and then you know how it is when coming up with a name, just like automation service provider. And it was great because it was agnostic. I didn't want something tied to a tool or tied to a particular industry. It's just a title that encompasses a digital marketing professional that says, hey, look, I want to go deeper with my digital marketing skills and create a career doing automation. Now, I teach people all the time, there's a difference between digital marketing and marketing automation. Digital marketing is where everybody begins. That's the landing pages, the list building, the checkout pages. That's everything that a user experiences on your website. That's digital marketing. An advertisement that drives them to a landing page or a checkout page. They purchase. It gives them the confirmation. They receive an email. That's front-facing. I look at digital marketing to all my web developers out there as front-end. I look at automation as back-end. Automation is the operational pieces between those actions that ensures that they don't fall through the cracks. Okay. So now as a digital marketer, you don't have the skills of an automation service provider. And you know why, Jane? Because as a digital marketer, I just need to know enough to piece a funnel together and I'm good. As long as the funnel generates leads and generates sales, nobody's going to ask questions. But what about when you need to scale that? You know, there's something to be said of a system. I don't know if you've ever driven a car and it needed a front wheel alignment. And as long as you're going 30 miles per hour, everything is all good. But the second you start to accelerate to about 65, 70 miles per hour, your wheels start shaking. It feels like the car <laughs> is about to fall apart. And that's how most people's businesses are. It's fine at 100,000, maybe even a million a year, right? But when you start to want to scale beyond that, Things start shaking, boats start flying off. So the automation service provider's role is to ensure that the system we build today can scale tomorrow and beyond. Who makes the best uh, material for your training program? Who are yes. these people? Are these engineers or uh, digital marketers like you mentioned? Yeah, I love engineers. Anybody, what I've learned is anybody with a technical background and technical in terms of analytical those thinkers, those people who you don't have to tell them to think, they just think, right? They're the <laughs> ones that can pick up the technology the fastest, right? But there also needs to be a strategic side. Now, I've worked with engineers a good majority of my life, and I've seen thinkers who can't be, who really struggle with the human side and strategic side of things. So there is a boundary. But one of the good indicators is if you're a numbers person, if you're shopping, and it's like a $9.99, a product is $9.99 and it says 10% off and you immediately know that's 99 cent. That, that's, a, that's an indicator <laughs> that you're, you're easy with numbers, analytical. If you're the type of person that looks at your receipt and looks at the, hey, wait a minute, why was I charged this? 
right? You're critically analyzing everything when it comes to numbers and process. This is a huge indicator, huge indicator you would be great. Process-oriented people who, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know Six Sigma, uh, which is a process certification, but if you're the type of person that always, when you hear a big idea, you're trying to figure out, well, how are they going to do that? What are the steps? Process-oriented, analytical thinking, and strategic minds, those usually end up being engineers. I've got uh, software developers that have done really well, science majors. So whether it's mathematics or uh, just any form of science, they do well. And then you you do. You have a slew of digital marketers that really do encompass the skill set of thinking critically at a deeper level and strategically that can go deeper. But a lot of times a digital marketer is is a digital marketer. Right. They just like the pages and get it up. Hey, click funnels this process a payment this way and you're good to go. You know, so it's really that mind that that has the capacity to think deeper and solve problems at a deeper level. When you were mapping out the outline of your program, did you know mm-hmm. what you'll be teaching first, what you'll be teaching second? Because you've been doing that at Active Campaign for five years, so you know where to start. I actually did. So it was it was two reasons. One is before I started at Active Campaign, I created my own mentorship program. So there was like a, a a gap between when I stopped at Lead Pages and started at Active Campaign, and I worked hard to build my program because I had been working on it while I was at Lead Pages to finalize this program before I started with Active Campaign. So I, I would have it as a pre-existing asset. There's reasons, legal reasons behind all of that. So anyways, I've always had a mentorship program, okay? So even while I was at Active Campaign, I've had a means of sending people through curriculum and seeing what areas they got hung up on, what areas they did really well in. And now you couple that with all that I'm learning at Active Campaign. And I said, well, wait a minute. I know exactly how to, how to walk somebody who's never built a landing page in their life in about six months to being more proficient than probably a digital marketer who's been doing it for five to 10 years. I know the process. I can document this. So then came the heavy lifting, Jane, right? You, you create the outline, you, you feel really good about the outline, and then you start like mapping it out and filling in all of those chapters and everything. And it, again, it took me about a good quarter dedicated to just that. I was exhausted by the end of the year a couple of years ago, but I'm so glad I did it. The, the curriculum, I've not had a single person go through it that wasn't ecstatic and learned so much and uh, so empowered uh, afterwards. So uh, it was definitely a heavy low, but well worth it. So what is that order of things that need to be instilled in the mind? Yeah. What are the concepts that you're teaching? Yep, absolutely. So first and foremost, you have to understand how to model a business. Okay, where this is not an MBA program, but you need to understand the mechanics that go into a business operating from revenue generation to client acquisition and how you're going to approach both of those in a way that makes your business sustainable. So we just do an overview. I teach them how to assess a business. Everybody needs to be able to go in. Hey, what are your products? Who do you serve? What's your average order value? What is your, your, your monthly revenue? What's your annual revenue last year? What are your projections, right? Just some basic modeling, okay? Once we have that basic modeling in place, the next thing that we need to do is extract the process. I call this process extraction. I need to sit down and talk to you 
about all of the six systems. I call these the significant six. There's a framework that I use that walks every business through those six systems. And you, and if you ask the right questions across these systems, Jane, their entire business process is revealed to you. And it happens within like 30 minutes. This is not like a very extensive process because I've, I've mastered it over time. Now, once we have the process identified, now we can, of course, refer it back to the CEO and just make sure we're accurate. A lot of times, 10 times out of 10, they're going to start finding hosts like, oh, wait, no, that's not what we really want to do. We're just doing that because we have to, right? And, and this is good, right? You want that awareness. But then we move over into segmentation. Okay, so now I understand your process. I need to know at what stage in the process do I need to be focusing on my messaging changing, Jane, right? Because it can't be the same across the entire thing. So when I have that uh, synonymously as I'm working through the segmentation, I'm also mapping it out. This is the big, I can't, I cannot stress this enough. It's called blueprinting when you build a building, right? But mapping out a process visually, Jane, I'm, I am not talking about bullet points. I'm talking about visually, boxes, arrows, circles, shapes that connect, that visually show the process at hand that anybody in that business can read is critical. It is the most important skill set that I have to train people on and the most valuable because that's where all your problems are solved. I do not allow anybody to build anything without showing me a map first. You would never let a builder build your house without showing you the blueprint. Technology and building online, same way, yet many people break that fundamental principle. So I teach people how to walk through that. Now, watch this. Once I have everything mapped out, once I have my segments, once I have the process and everything's aligned, now I go to the technology. Now I say, okay, this is what I need to have done how do I find the right technology to do it? The term I use is tech mating. So it's marrying technology and process so that they work synchronously, giving me the information that I need and passing the information to other tools at the same time, right? Once we've gone that far, Jane, <laughs> then and only then can we start automating. Can we start building the automations that will be responsible for executing the processes? Now, we're almost to the end here, and I'm just now getting started to automate. After you've learned all of that, where most people start with automation, and then when it doesn't work, they've got to backtrack and figure out, okay, wait a minute, what's the business model again? Hold on, what, what are we doing after somebody does it? And it's a strenuous process. It's painful, and it's very expensive. So if you do it in this order, after you're done automating, then we go into measurement. There's nothing that I market that I don't measure. Go into figure out how do you uh, use UTMs, cookies? How do you create these dashboards? Because dashboarding software is still very rudimentary at this time and very difficult to master. So we just bypass the whole thing. How do we use Google Sheets and Airtables collectively to provide a dashboard that gives us all of the metrics that let us know exactly what's happening in our marketing? They go through that exact process in that exact order. And the order is more important than anything because you just swap one of those and the whole thing is disjointed. So that's the, the overview of the, the flow and the, and the content that everybody goes through to achieve that status of automation service provider. Interesting, because we've been also having our own, not our own, understanding of the process at UserList. And 
to our understanding, it starts with research, of course. Mm-hmm. Then you decide what you want to be sending to people, then you decide what kind of data you need, then you decide on the customer data structure, mm-hmm. so then segmentation, copywriting, yep. and the ultimate into implementation in the tool. A little bit, not backwards, but starting from a different angle. I wonder customer data, tracking mm-hmm. plans and stuff like that, where in your pyramid that falls? Yeah, that's the the segmentation and mapping, right? Because Uh what we're doing as we're mapping out the process is we're identifying what information are we capturing at what point. And depending on that information, that's going to create our segments. And my belief is this, nobody should be at the same point because you can get to the same point in a journey through a different path, right? We all know that. But nobody should be at the same point and be lacking any information. When someone gets to a certain point in the journey, they should have all of the information that everybody else has. So what does that mean? If I I use a simple example, maybe this is point two, customer point two, and one customer has name, email, address, and phone. And then another customer gets to point two and they only have name, email, and phone. Well, your your data is not aligned for that point. Somewhere you did not capture address because you capture address for somebody else at that point. So we need to make sure that the data structure is consistent at every stage, every point through the journey. So as we're mapping it out, we're identifying, okay, by this point, we should have all of this information. And this is where it's stored. We use software to help us understand not just the information that we're capturing, but how we're storing it. A lot of times it's a CRM. So we're thinking about tags, custom fields, lists, events, automations, right? Like there's various ways that you can store information. So we don't just collect it. We also have to understand how it's stored because how it's stored determines how we can pull it, right? And retract it. Now, if it's information that I need to display back to the user, that's going to dictate how I store it. So there's all of these considerations, Jane, right? That go into while we're mapping and identifying the segmentation so we can know what information we'll have available to us at what point throughout the journey. We've talked to so many automation experts in this season, and I'm I'm dying to see any deliverables, sample Mm -hmm. maps, Mm -hmm. outlines, not just email copy, but how you represent the structure. Is there any place online where you can see an example? Maybe you've written articles or anything about that? You can't see an exact example of like a client deliverable of a map. However, I do have a version of one that is free, that is free to look at and and observe in in our uh, free Facebook group. So there is a map that I have there and I kind of walk through a a journey of identifying what point of automation you're at. And it's in the program, we have a library of maps. So everybody that creates their map, they post it, they share it. We all learn different tips and tricks, different tools that people are using to visualize because there's no wrong way to do it. It's just the way that communicates more effectively to your client and to your business, right? So some people use platforms that you would never think you would never, oh, I would never know you could create a flow chart, <laughs> you know, in that platform, but it works for them. So I've got a library internally, mainly because, you know, you have to sign an NDA and all of those things to, to join the program because we are dealing with sensitive information. We have to talk about numbers and these processes, it's proprietary, right? The uh, competitor can get their hands on it and who knows, right? So we keep that stuff kind of kind of close to the to the chest. 
But overall, yeah, we've got a few versions of that I can share. And, and, and Jane, I can share a couple with you offline too, just to give you some insight on what it would look like. But yeah, we, we definitely have um, means of seeing what that, what that deliverable could look like. As we're wrapping up today's episode, when it comes to training in the field of automation, either training yourself or your team, what does one do and one don't that our listeners could go and apply? First off, let me say the do is you absolutely positively have to get mentorship and coaching. There's no way. Listen to me. I've done it the opposite way where I was forced to. When I was at Lead Pages, I had to figure it out. I didn't have mentors to show me. And I cannot tell you how many mistakes I was nervous of making, how many nights I lost sleep, how just the mental capacity and wondering, oh, is this going to break? We're mailing a million customers. One broken link can mean the difference between $10,000 and $100,000. There's a lot that goes into it. You need mentorship. You need community. You need accountability. So that is my do. Okay. My don't is this. Do not, I repeat, do not be scrolling through social media, have friends that say, hey, you should just do this. Don't let people use the word just that springs you into action and you just start building. Do not just start building anything. I don't care if it's as simple as a landing page in MailChimp. Do not take the time, pause, extract the process, map it out first. Extract the process, <laughs> map it out first. It takes a little bit of time up front, but this step skipped, I promise you, is going to cost you thousands and in some cases, millions of dollars. Okay. So do not, I repeat, do not just jump in and start building because you have an idea, you're proficient in the tool and you're excited to get something done. Discipline yourself, take a step back, map these things out, solve your problems on paper, solve them in a map first before you experience them in the technology. Today, we barely scratched the surface of this topic. If people want to know more, where can they go? I know you have an amazing podcast, which is like approaching 100 episodes. Yes, I'm which approaching is a lot. <laughs> 100 episodes. And I just got a notification from my podcast manager that we just eclipsed at the time of recording this 25,000 downloads. So I hadn't even been tracking the downloads, to be honest with you. I said, you know what? Until I get to 100 episodes, I'm not looking at anything. Just tunnel vision, just massive value. Um, but what we've done is we've got a resource page for everybody that's on this, uh, listening to this podcast. It's at automationbridge.com forward slash BDTP. Better done than perfect, BDTP. So automationbridge.com forward slash BDTP. And you can get access to everything there. Amazing. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a wonderful rest of your week. Yes. Thanks for having me, Jane. Thanks for listening. If you found the episode useful, please spread the word about this new show on Twitter, mentioning UserList, or leave us a review on iTunes.